SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five and a half minutes past six this Friday evening. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update. Uh, first up, as always, uh, our business news in this In Business Today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Capitech Bank said growth in new loans is stalling as consumers grapple with rising unemployment and increased costs for fuel and power. While in March, Capitech expected growth in loans dispersed would be in single digits. Chief Financial Officer Andre Duplessis told Bloomberg yesterday the bank's latest opinion is that the growth will be flat. He added, we'll still have significant book growth, but this will have an effect on profitability. Duplessis said the bank had already pulled back on its credit criteria. Harmony Gold uh, jumped in early trading today after the miner said its June quarter gold output is likely to be 10 to 12% higher than the previous quarter. Harmony said this was driven by higher tonnages and higher grades. It said cash operating costs would be between 3 and 5% lower than the first three months of the year. Gold production for the 2013 financial year is expected to be between 2 and 4% lower than in 2012, mainly as a result of labor disruptions at Kusas Lertu. Harmony estimates those strikes cost at 1.2 billion rand. And Kapsch Traffikom, the Austrian maker of toll road systems, said the Gauteng e-toll project that was expected to generate annual revenue of more than 50 million euros or 650 million rand for the company from this month had been delayed. A spokesperson for Kapsch said today discussions with South African authorities over a legal framework for the e-toll system are taking longer than expected, adding that Sunrail hadn't yet provided a new start date for the project. Turning to the markets, the JSC's All Share Index drifting lower today. 40,549 on the all share, ending down 1.45%. U.S. markets lower at the open. The rand is at 986 to the dollar, 1502 to the pound, 1296 to the euro. Gold is at $1,295 an ounce. Platinum, 1426 And a barrel of Brent, just under $109. And, of course, this in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your transport and logistics business? Could it be the difference between packing and freighting, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider, or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Almost nine minutes past six. Wayne McCurry is with Momentum Wealth. Wayne, market opening lower today and then continuing uh, to drift lower throughout mm. the day right till the close. Yeah, look, I mean, I must say there wasn't too much happening on the market. Uh, negative one and a half percent, which is quite a big number. Um, it wasn't led by the resource shares. There was quite a bit of weakness in, in financial shares, specifically the life assurers. And in industrial shares as well, we saw NASPATH come and, and, under pressure down two odd percent. 
But the market's been doing this now for a long time. It's been sitting between this 39 and 42,000, and it goes down to 39 and recovers back up to 41, 42. Then it goes down again. You know, the market is still is a 17 PE ratio. Now, what that means is the average over time is 13 or 14. So the market is expensive. So you cannot expect the market to have a massive bull run from this level. You know, it just doesn't happen. The market's already had its bull run, and now it's waiting for direction, essentially, I think, on when are interest rates going to go up domestically and overseas, and then you start doing uh, hard yards. It, it becomes a lot more difficult as an investor, as an investor or a, or a portfolio manager, when interest rates start to go up. Any thoughts as to why the assurers uh, took such no. a battering? Look, I mean, they did have a fantastic run a couple of months ago, you know, specifically MMI had a real spurt mm-hmm. up to 27 Rand now. But MM, both MMI and Sunlam are now, in fact, virtually exactly the same return as the all share. So they've just given up the little gains they had or they had a while back. Um, no, no, there was no specific news out. But, uh, but you know, a 4 and a 6% drop in one day is a little bit unusual without someone you know, some news event or something happening to spur that loss. So they could they could recover on Monday. You know, maybe they were just forced sellers around who were selling at any price. Well, we saw some we saw a weakness across the board, selling across the board, specifically some of the large industrials. Yes. Uh, Bidvest, uh, stocks like Vodacom, retailers under significant pressure. Uh, and as you say, perhaps uh, just just indiscriminate selling uh, yeah. on the market. Look, the retailers, you can understand, the ShopRite mm. trading update was just not good. I mean, there's, there's no other ways to, to describe that. Now, when I say not good, it wasn't a disastrous trading update. The problem was it didn't live up to the expectations in the share price. Mm. So it's not good news for the share price. Woolies was a lot better, which means, I suppose, they have to be taking um, some market share from their competitors because the overall market is not growing well. But when you read comments like the banks are saying, now, you know, we're not going to show any growth, and, you know, these these it's not good. And, of course, we had... a Governor Marcus, Marcus and, the, and the finance minister saying, you know, things are actually incredibly tough out there, but we're caught between a rock and a hard place. We've got a weaker rand, which is causing inflation, so you can't cut interest rates to spur growth because that will just bring more demand inflation into it. So what do you do? You do nothing and you hope. Essentially, you do nothing and hope for the best, I suppose. You mentioned the finance minister, Pravin Gordon. He uh, spoke to Bloomberg Television uh, in Moscow today on the sidelines of of the G20 uh, finance minister's uh, gathering there in that city. Here's what he had to say about growth uh, for this year. No, we're not ruling out. Uh, firstly, the, the growth is likely to be lower, so then somewhere 2.2. between 2 and 2.2, So, and we'll, we'll give our final number in October. Secondly, at, at the moment, the revenue picture is not looking too bad because inflation to some extent has been mitigating that in nominal terms. Um, and and uh, thirdly, we, we'll have to accommodate our, our spending patterns uh, in line with what our revenue picture shows, and we've demonstrated that as a government over the last three or four years, and we'll continue to do so. But within this, we've had a real growth in uh, expenditure of about 2, 2.3%, uh, even during the last year or so. And that, that hopefully uh, c- continues to leave a supportive element, if you like, to, to the economy. It's Pravin Gordon, the finance minister, minister speaking with Bloomberg Television's Ryan Chilcote uh, in Moscow. When uh, the the growth in expenditure talk about uh, moderating that somewhat and trying to pull it in line with with where revenue is expected to Look, be, it's very very difficult for government governments to pull back revenue. 
at, and it's not unique to South Africa. It is extremely difficult. That's why a lot of governments worldwide are very careful about these entitlement things. You know, once you pay a taxpayer or your citizen base a certain benefit, you are it's almost like committing suicide to pull that benefit away in the years that you can't afford it. So, I mean, the minister does a good job in very difficult circumstances, but I don't think you can just rein in expenditure if your income shows a couple of blips. I, I think it is, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. And, of course, our total, <coughs> our total government uh, finances are not in a disastrous shape, mm. but they are significantly worse off than what they were three or four years ago, mainly because of the slowdown. But, I mean, chuck in the unrest and the, the Chinese slowdown and all of these good things into a pot. I think it is inevitable we're going to get tax increases. Now, we've got this new tax Review committee. committee, but these 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 committees, same as these commissions of inquiries, it just takes so long to do something. But I think it is inevitable that maybe even as soon as next year, we're going to get a tax increase because there's just no other way to balance the budget. We cannot run such high government deficits indefinitely. And as I've said a few times now, you can't really cut expenses. It's politically very very costly to cut, an, to cut an entitlement or an expense. So what's the other way you balance the books then? Is you up taxes because we're not going to balance the books by our economy shooting the lights out. Mm, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes time. Uh, we saw a new listing on the market today, Wayne, uh, Tower Property Fund. Uh, it owns the Cape Quarter down in Cape Town, uh, a couple of buildings up here in Santon as well. Uh, listing at, at 10 rand a share, hasn't, uh, didn't do much today, yeah. uh, but a very, very interesting time to list. We spoke with the chief executive last week and he said if he could have listed a couple of months I'm ago. I'm sure he would have loved to have listed three or four months ago. When the property yields were at six percent and you hadn't, and the shares were on a high and everyone wanted them, times have changed. And the biggest reasons why times have changed is bond rates have gone up locally and globally, and that is not good for property shares. SAFM market update with MoneyWeb. Quarter past six it is here on the Market Update. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, one of our regular guests on the Market Update, Magnus Haystek of Brenthurst Wealth, joins us now. Magnus, you wrote a column for the MoneyWeb website, moneyweb.co.za, entitled The Real Truth About the SA Economy. The point you were making in the column was that most top economists in this country work for the large financial services groups and uh, have been somewhat muted when it comes to criticism of economic policy. You also presented some facts, some facts about this economy provided by the economics team at Stanlib. Uh, and, it, and it's astonishing to see just how, how this economy has tracked sideways in, in most sectors for, for a number of years now, decades even. Yeah, good afternoon, Hilton, quite correctly. Um, you know, just as, as, a, as a result of experience over many years, you kind of get the feeling that the, the top economists working for these big banks, uh, insurance companies, asset management companies, they kind of get told to toe the line. They don't come out and criticize government policy. We've seen examples in the past. And I refer to an incident. I'm not going to name his name. Someone on MoneyWeb did identify him. <clears throat> he was a top guy, but he was critical in the late 90s. And we used to play golf and have a, you know, a cup of tea some from time to time and he said he's, 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 his life has been made very very difficult because he cannot say what he wants to say and eventually he did get he did get booted and he kind of left the industry in South Africa and then you, you start looking at <clears throat> the comments from the 
from the top economists, they tend to be very middle of the road, very moderate. They don't come out and attack government policy. And my conclusion is that because of the links with the big companies, companies have links with government, big contracts. We saw it uh, two or three years ago when FNB was going to launch that campaign against the crime rate. You remember mm-hmm. that, Paul mm-hmm. Harris? And I'm quite sure that the telephones were were red hot as, as, as government and government officials warned. So listen, you can do that, but be careful. We're a very big client of yours. We don't like that. So so sometimes you get the impression that the, the, the average man in the street, the average investor, is not really being told the full truth about the state of the economy. And I quoted Pravin Gordon say what he said a month ago in Parliament. And although I think he's a good uh, a good finance minister as they go, he hasn't done made any major mistakes. The kind of picture that him and other government officials try to paint of the South African economy doesn't match up to reality. If you start looking critically at our economy, as you say, and as I said, uh, I've got some numbers from Stanley, which I which I went through. You know, the South African economy is is, is not in a great shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it in economic growth. We, saw that the, the growth rate is now 2%. You go back two years ago, revenue projections, and I have to agree 100% with Wayne, I think we're in for, for tough times as far as income tax is concerned. The revenue projections were based on an economic growth rate of between 3 and 4.5%. So that's what Treasury works with. They project, make long-term projections, and we're falling way beyond, beyond, beyond that. So what's happening is revenue projection is currently under a lot of pressure, Government is heading towards a general election, so he's not going to be taking back entitlements that have already been promised or given to people. Bingo, we're going to have higher taxes, because if we don't do that, the budget deficit, which is already on the high side, that thermometer on your motor car is already in the red. Mm. You rev that engine a little bit higher, and it's going to blow out. And, and, and And that's the risk, I think, that the minister is taking. He's got this fine balance. He's got to keep that under control. He's indicated, or he said in, in the budget, we want to get that budget deficit down to 4.5%. I think we're closer to 6 even higher than at 4.5%. And, and, and I think the next couple of months are going to be very, very challenging for the South African economy and for the average investor. Well, uh, Russell Lamberti of ETM Analytics told us last night that uh, we should be expecting one and a half, two percent for for the foreseeable future, and that anything above that, uh, in terms of growth in this economy, should be treated as a bonus. Is that something you agree with? I would agree with that, um, but 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 just just look at the facts. We we now saying a growth rate of two percent is fantastic, and and I mean that's just this is just our dilemma. We need to grow at five. It's not happening. Our unemployment is at critical levels. Amongst the youth, it's 50% plus. And we've got serious economic challenges. If you look at some of the longer-term trends that's been happening, agricultural moving sideways and shrinking, our gold mining is shrinking, our manufacturing activity. I mean, there are certain trends in our economy that are really starting to become a big worrying factor. Magnus, how does an investor react to this? How does an investor position himself or herself to, to this environment where you are faced with 1.5%, 2% growth? Uh, we can cheer on 2% growth, I guess, um, bearing in mind that obviously the, the market is disconnected from what's happening uh, in the underlying economy to an extent. How does, a, how does an investor in this country position himself? 
Well, fortunately for most investors who hand over their money to smart guys like Wayne to go and manage for you, they're aware of these facts. And if you go to their presentations, they'll tell you, <coughs> excuse me, that, you know, one way to protect yourself and the one way the last three to four years has been to externalize some of those funds and take the funds offshore where, where, if your fund has a balanced mandate. So that's why some of the balanced funds in South Africa have outperformed the JSC All Share Index because the fund manager can take 25% bought dollar stock three years ago at six rand fifty, so you have that protection. If you're doing it yourself, you must start selecting, be very specific where you put your money, either in rand hedges, um, uh, rand linked ETFs, or you take your money offshore and put it into a, a variety of asset classes that can protect yourself against local economic developments. Against that backdrop, I guess it's no surprise that we've seen the uh, the performance we have and we've seen the flows we have into stocks like SAB Miller, like uh, British American Tobacco, like Nasparis on our local market where, where investors are faced with, with this conundrum and find these companies which are big quality companies, global companies that, that just happen to be listed on the JSE as, as Carl Leinberger from Coronation points out. That's quite correct and that interview you did with Carl says basically what, what a lot of advisors and fund managers have been saying. Our market has gone X-growth for, for, for the time being and you have to externalize either a lot of your money or a substantial amount of your money and you can do that as I said via the local funds who will do it on your behalf and for most people that's the way to go or if you're smart enough, you think you're smart enough, you do it yourself and you take money offshore on the advice of your advisor and you can look for asset classes that are not related to the South African market. Mark Nassay is with Brenthurst Wealth and today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This is the fortune that came from the sale of the cows and the sheep that graze in the fields where they found scattered seeds that came from the maize that secured funding for the co-op that planted the maize that was tended by the farmer on the fertile land that was found in the valley that was once a barren piece of land in Africa. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash standard bank. 
Almost 25 past six here on the market update. While the gold mining sector is in crisis, not only in South Africa but globally as well, the issues plaguing the sector are amplified in this country with its aging and deep and expensive mines. Goldfield's chief executive, Nick Holland, has repeatedly warned on costs, on the lack of confidence in the sector, and he now says it's quite possible that the local industry could shrink by another third by 2018. My colleague Jeff Candy from MineWeb.com spoke with him earlier this week and asked him where things went wrong for gold miners. I think if you go back to the late 90s when gold was at a low of about $250 per ounce, the industry at that time was really hanging on by its teeth. And in order to do so was high grading. And if you look at the average grades the companies were mining, it exceeded the reserve grade. And that was never sustainable. The other thing is exploration was cut back quite a lot. And there's typically a time frame of anything up to 10 years or even longer between initial grassroots exploration and discovery and construction of a new mine. And we're seeing the impact of some of that coming through the lower grades. Grades have been declining steadily over the last 10 to 20 years. Uh, against that backdrop, we've seen cost inflation on a per ton basis, if you take out the grade effect, of anything between 10 to 15% per annum. That compounded means you would double your costs in five years. Four to five years, you double your costs. And if you've got a great decline on top of that, you can see the overall impact on your uh, your total cost of producing an ounce. There's a dearth of exploration projects. Uh, the industry is struggling to replace what it mines. Uh, all the projects that were slated to do that, as you see, are either being deferred or cancelled <coughs> in many respects. So I think the industry is going to, to shrink further. And I think the one positive of this kind of measure and where the gold price is today is that I think it's going to clean up the industry. And a lot of the marginal production that shouldn't really have been brought into play or built uh, is going to disappear. And we'll get more supply discipline into the gold industry uh, over time. The other thing is wage inflation across the world has been much higher than CPI in most countries. You know, you look at South Africa, uh, wage inflation over the last five to ten years is probably 5% higher than CPI on average. The compound effect of that is huge, and we've seen declining productivity. Mm. And, you know, declining productivity and wage hikes beyond inflation are not a good recipe if you repeat it year after year. And that's one of the reasons why the South African industry I think is in decline and has been in decline for some years now. Mm. Uh, where do you see the, the South African gold sex? I, I, I know I've spoken to a, a good number of people over the last few few months and, and even probably about 12 to 18 months ago now, and people were talking about, well, we're probably about 75, 75% mined out on the gold, on the gold fields in, in South Africa. Have you got a sense of, of basically how long this industry has left? Look, I think that, <clears throat> interestingly enough, Gold mines tend to go on much longer than people realize. So I do think you will see <clears throat> a lot of mines in this country uh, exceed people's expectations. But I think they will be smaller, and by definition, I think they're going to reduce uh, their production profile, as they have done. So I think the trend you've seen historically, uh, there's nothing to suggest that, that trend is going to change. And I think we'll see further reductions. 
The gold industry in South Africa now produces about 167 tons of gold a year. Um, where is that going to be in five to ten years? I would see distinct possibility of that declining by another third. Uh, quite possibly within the next five years that we'd see another third uh, of that de decline. And that will have a, a concomitant impact on jobs as well. Mm. And it comes down to a lot of the ore bodies, a lot of the old shaft systems are uh, old. They're operating way beyond their, uh, their date that technically they were set up to do. Uh, the maintenance costs of fixing a lot of the infrastructure relative to the financial gains of doing so, given declining grades, increasing debts, increasing wages, the power tariffs, etc., carbon taxes, which we can ill afford. You know, the cumulative effect of all of that is going to reduce the, the size of the, the sector uh, mm -hmm. further. And I would say that worldwide, um, it's not going to be hugely different. I think we will see a further decline in, in the gold industry worldwide for some of the same reasons that we're seeing in this country. That's Nick Hollander, the chief executive of Goldfield, speaking with MineWeb.com's Jeff Candy. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended down 1.5%, 40,549 on the all share. We're seeing U.S. markets slightly negative, the S&P down by 0.1%. The Rand at 9.86 against the U.S. dollar, and gold is at $1,293 an ounce. This has been the SAFM Market Update uh, with MoneyWeb for this Friday and indeed for the week. Have yourselves a great weekend. We're back at 6 p.m. on Monday, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.